Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. And hello, everyone. I'm Roland. I'm the, the head honcho. It's actually on my business card. It says head honcho. I'm Curtis Fujita. I'm the uh, creative director. Uh, my name is John Martin. I'm the anchor for Fry Rush. My name's Aaron Humphreys. I'm the penciler on Fry Rush. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Pete, and I'm just a penciler on the book Champion of Miss Fury. Hi, everyone. I'm Roberta Conroy. I'm a graphic designer and comic book colorist living in Los Angeles. Hey everyone, I'm Mike Belcher. I am a graphic designer by day and a comic guy by night. I write and draw my own comic, Man of the Mask. All right, so today's topic is video our favorite video games. So I know I told you guys before we went live that the Wednesday crew begged me for a part two of this. So we're going to do a part two uh, as well, right? So we can kind of keep our, our streams lined up. You don't cross the streams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't cross the streams. There you go. <laughs> and so they'll be uh, so they'll be talking about uh, their part two this Wednesday, and then of course we'll follow up next Wednesday. So I figured what I'll do is I'll try to take a step at a time, and we'll kind of see how it goes. We'll we'll see kind of where it follows, where our conversation takes us. So I think the first thing I'll toss out is what's the first video game you remember. And then what's the first game, first video game you remember playing? Because those could be two different things, right? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I remember this video game, but I actually remember playing this one. Ooh, that's a tough one. Can I throw one out there? Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My earliest memory of a video game is on my uh, Apple when in the 80s. And it was this uh, maze-type game called Castle Wolfenstein. Oh, man. Oh, I remember that. that <laughs> Holy crap. I remember that. Yeah. That's a good one. It was a yes, modem dial-up, I remember. After that, you could chat. <laughs> <laughs> right after that. <laughs> so funny. I remember yeah. playing Pitfall, and I remember, and I remember playing gosh pong okay i don't feel so bad now i I was sitting here thinking i really don't want to answer this question i think (laughs) pong was the first one i've seen i took it and and i played pitfall on the atari before i played pong but i remember seeing pong first yeah because i I, i've owned pretty much every gaming system that's ever been made i think i think mine was like an old ibm Zippy said, I still haven't beat Pong. Getting close, though. <laughs> Get close. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy says, hello, gang. Oh, Tommy. Like It was an IBM home computer my dad caught. I didn't even know the name of the game. I know you were flying. You were in a cockpit of some spaceship. I remember it was pretty much all like the old DOS. It was like white with yeah. like a gray background. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember that thing was cool. The gray background, or was it that mu- sort of that green background? Green, like the greenish gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that one. Yeah, I, do not I remember. I never beat Oregon Trail. <laughs> I thought nothing anyone <laughs> ever did. Yeah. You died of dysentery. <laughs> like that was the ending. Yeah. I remember two games from the Chuck E. Cheese days, formerly known as Showbiz Pizza, which is 
where, where all the kids. Went. I didn't but, um, know showbiz was was uh, was before. Yeah, Chuck e. yeah, I didn't know that. The precursor. I did not know. It was, it was, it was mm. Chuck E. Cheese Origins, and um, yeah, they they had um these two games. I remember one that most of you know was called Karate Champ, where there was a guy in a white oh, yeah. karate gi and a guy in a oh, red yeah, karate yeah, yeah. That one was fun, and then the other one they had this series of faith-based video games where you're the boy and the girl, and you had to do things from the Bible. And I remember they had one where you had to collect all the animals uh, so Noah could get the ark going. <laughs> <laughs> so very, two, very, one, two, two of every kind, right? Yeah. yeah. I, exactly. remember exactly. the noise. I even remember the sound effects from that freaking karate championship oh, game. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So realistic. <laughs> and then when the guy would get hit and he'd fall, it was just like one frame, like, bam, he would just drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that karate champ game was awesome. I love that game. Mike, what video games they have in Kentucky? Oh, uh, we had anything anybody else had. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I expect anything different. But, Mike's like, um, Roland, we're going to throw down, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I lived in an arcade in the, in the early 80s. I oh, mean, man. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasted a lot of tokens and quarters. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. But, you yeah. know, I, I had a Atari, you know, the whole nine yards. And, and, and gaming's pretty much been concurrent ever since. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we had it just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before Although, been... all they had a machine, they had to sit there and go, <laughs> yeah. pump the electricity yeah, in, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Mississippi. I think for me, the um, the first one I remember was in television's uh, Pong, and I played it uh, because a friend of mine had it. So you know, and of course, we were like, you Do know, was Captain Pong or the little it the rotating controller. It was the rotating controller, yeah, where you yeah. rotate up and down, right? And I remember we played that thing for hours, and, and, and you think <clears> back on it now, I'm like, how did we play that game for so long when it's just a little stick going boop, boop, boop. <laughs> There right. was because it moved that slow. That's how. Yeah. Oh, that's but, why. Because but, like, but, no, no, no. See, what there was also a trick though, because you could spin that that little wheel, and if you hit the ball at the same or the the thing at the same at the right time, you'd flip it and then it'd spin, kind of like a tennis ball. And, did it really? I don't remember yeah. playing. I played yeah, you, some pong or whatever. The the game that I played the most, I was probably like that was combat. For Atari, does anybody remember that you play like tanks, yeah. helicopter? Uh, oh, you yeah, play yeah, like yeah, yeah. invisible, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of my version of Pong. That idea of like trying to kill each other but shooting, you know, mm-hmm. bullets all over the screen. Yeah. You guys remember that old Galica. Star Wars game? Which the one? Star Wars game that was like vector based. Oh like, yeah. It was, just, it was yeah. just you know. Oh yeah. And and I remember as a kid there was a part where Obi Wan comes in and says let go, and I literally as a kid I was like, let go, go. the control. <laughs> Like the, oh, that came on that big, uh, that, that that big uh, floppy disk, didn't it? That five by yeah. five or whatever it was, three by five. Yeah, and yeah. and the arcade what? one had like the, the actual. Yeah, the arcade. when I was that in was high school, the fun was uh, the arcade machines. As a matter of fact, mm. I remember they brought that game home. Like you know, do it on uh, play it at home. It's like yeah, it's just not the same without the big machine. You no, want to sit yeah. down with the controller and you know. Yeah. Um, they, I, you know, it's funny. They have arcades around Portland still, and they. Uh, so I'm seeing some new stuff, and they had one that was kind of like that one, but with Star Wars, more high tech. But you sit in this bubble. I mean, one, I mean, once I went in, I'm like, well, I got to play this thing, and you. So you sit in this bubble and close the door, so you're completely enclosed, and you play like either an indoor or like 
the the start the Death Star. There's like a few levels where you can do it, but they actually have like wind blowing on you. So not only the sound effects, but there's like oh, wind blowing one. on you. Like this completely. Yeah. It, it was weird. That was a really fun game. I mean, I'd always die, but it was fun. <laughs> they got a Mech Warriors one now, like that, where you get in something similar to that, and it's like yeah. playing like Mech Wars. Brett, yeah. Brett, Curtis, did you go with us to the BattleTech? Uh, yeah, boy, that they, they had a BattleTech simulator like, way, it was like back in yeah. the day, in the 90s, yeah. and it was like it was there like was a group of us. Party. Yeah. yeah, and we went yeah. and played because because yeah. we had the the license to do the comic book, which I you know of course Tim Elder did the artwork and I did the story for it, and we went yeah. up to one of their things and got in these machines, got in these. Uh, booths essentially you sat down and it's kind of like a photo booth and they closed the door and then you had screens all the way around you right and you oh, literally cool. you drove the mech right and yeah. you, it, it was a it was a, like a LAN, so it was like a there i think there were 16 totals and so there was like eight versus eight so much i was so bad but it was so much fun the dude <laughs> I, I still remember one of the guys one of the guys who worked there was playing he was in a mech. Literally, I'm moving this because you could control. One of the things you could do, you could move in this direction, and you could turn your mech sideways. So you're still moving this way, but you're facing this way to shoot. Yeah. Right? I remember I'm going forward, and there's this guy just running circles around me as I as, I, <laughs> as I'm moving forward. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's great. Yeah, they don't have that. I mean, I think the closest <laughs> I've gotten to now, as far as that arcade, is I have a. A, v, a virtuality unit for my PlayStation. So it oh, kind of gives it to yeah. me. But still, there's nothing like getting seeing those old crazy arcade cabinets and weird. Uh, you see yeah. some of those. I'm sure there's a Gundam simulator somewhere now. Yeah. Yeah. Probably have to go to Japan there's, to get all the good stuff. Yeah, well, I know, there's, that's there's, what a place, I'm there's a place here in LA in Santa Monica that does all these cool VR things and they have cool um, licenses. So they have a new Star Wars one. And it's like intense. You're basically playing stormtroopers. So the guys are undercover stormtroopers that are going to go in and like you know get infiltrate the Death Star, and so I'm playing it with my girlfriend, my wife actually, I say, my wife now. Yeah. We're, we're going through it, and there's a part where they actually give you these guns. You have guns with triggers, and it maps it into the virtual reality. You have a chest guard, so when you get hit, you feel the vibration. And so we're in this console, and we're supposed we're in like this vessel. And we get into the base. We're supposed to be all incognito. Everything's going good, and we're in this control room, and we're supposed to keep it quiet while she's. Literally everything's mapped to actual things. Like there's actually a, a wall you can touch, and then the VR is the actual wall of the building. Yeah. And so we're in there, and I go, "Gosh, this is so real." And I, I have a gun in my hand. I said, "I wonder if they allow you to shoot the trigger yet." And I said, well, well, if I pull the trigger, the laser ricochets through the control room, and the whole mission goes to pot, and and everybody starts storming in, and we're attacking all of the stuff. And afterwards, my my wife goes. Did you do that? I said, well, I figured they wouldn't let us shoot the trigger yet. She goes, you almost ruined the mission. So then we go back. We go back again a second time, and this is not cheap. And I go, okay, this time I'm not going to screw up. I want to see how the story plays out if I don't pull the trigger. So we get to the exact same point, and I go, okay, I better not touch the trigger. Let me just make sure I can feel where it is, Justin, and I fire off again the whole mission. So. <laughs> Remember safety. You've been yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could, I, I, I want to see him on like an actual like seals team or whatever. <laughs> is my gun on safety? Let's off a few rounds. Oh no, this is really a covert fire, mission. Really I know. Yeah. <laughs> Zippy says that wasn't wind. That was the game overheating. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we actually did. There was a VR game called Farpoint where you I, you're like some astronaut planet shooting bugs. And there's this controller that PlayStation has. It's like the aim. 
So it looks like a weird gun, but when you, you know, inside the VR, it looks like an actual gun. So, of course, my friend's like, well, can you kill yourself? I don't know. So I shoot myself in the head, and my body just falls in front of me. And I was like, apparently you can. So, yes, you can. Oh, that's so funny. But, of course, that's what your friends always want to think. Do you want to win? No, kill yourself. That's yeah. what your friends let's, always want to think. Let's see if you can shoot yourself. That's Peter's over there snickering in the background. <laughs> I, I, I remember playing Duke Nukem. Do you know play Duke Nukem? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's about all I can think of. And Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront. I don't, that's, that's two games that come to mind when I was younger. But, uh, the rest of it, you've lost me on my road. <laughs> I remember in high school, I used to work at a bait shop. And I said bait as in like, you know, fishing tackle and yeah. bait and stuff like that. And so... Uh, when I was like a, a junior and senior, and so I'd have to be, I'd have to be there for like four a.m. Saturday morning. Sometimes I'd work Friday afternoons, but usually it was just Saturday and Sunday. And so I would work four to twelve. And the guy, I didn't know it at the time. The guy was paying me under the table because he was paying me all in cash. I just thought, oh, cool, guys, paying me in cash. I got cash to spend, right? I yeah. didn't, I didn't realize it at the time. But so you know, he'd give me cash at the end of the day, and I would drive because I had to, I had to go across a, a big spillway, a reservoir. And so I drive drive back across the dam, and there was a Seven Eleven there, and I would sometimes buy uh, comic books there, but I would also get uh, dollars worth of quarters a Coke and a snicker bar and I'd play asteroids yeah. until, and, and, and I would just sit there I would play that until, you know, until my quarters ran out. And, and of course the longer I played, the longer, you know, the longer my quarters lasted. And yeah. I remember that was, I was so addicted. I, every single Saturday I was there. They had the, uh, I know there was a doctor's office waiting room when I was a kid that had, but it was a tabletop asteroids. So you oh, can like, yeah. you know, put your drinks on. Those are cool. Yeah. And that was yeah. one of the, I've seen a few others, but I remember we'd always, and it was like snuck back in like this where the drink vending machines were. And so every time we go to the doctor, we'd go run back and play that. Good way yeah. to get kids to sit still, not not worry mm-hmm. about, you know, what's happening oh, yeah. with the doctor. Yeah. We used yeah, to play my mother, those... uh, ahead, my mother ran a restaurant and it had tabletop Galactica. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> And I'd play that for hours upon hours. I had many of the high scores. <laughs> yeah, you had all the high scores. Well, you know, back then in the arcades, that was a thing. You wanted to, you wanted to get your, you know, your three initials in the arcade games. Yeah. You no, know? you'd walk around looking at the high scores to see who, you know, see who was playing them. Uh, oh, you know, John's been here. Look, he's got the he's got the number two spot. Let's see if we can beat him. You know, yeah, they the got list. to the point where they were starting to reset him like every week after I had yeah. been in there. <laughs> yeah, because it would take the um. Yeah, I remember going to the Nick Arcade with my friends when I was a kid, and you'd spend all day in there and walk out in that sunlight and be yeah. God's spotlight. It just yeah. you know, like your eyes are just you know whatever. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, you the Nook arcades are the only way you can like. I'm going to try to actually like beat games, like finish them. That was yeah. the only way to do it back then. But you just get a big bag of nickels and, and go for it. So yeah. I don't remember nickel arcades. Oh, you don't? Oh, yeah, okay. right. no, that might just be that might just be where you were at. Oh, <laughs> maybe that was yeah. It was called Wonderland. Yeah, it was all these games that took nickels. So we'd go in and just you know a few dollars, and you could and they had. Uh, ones that took certain nickels but then have certain rooms that were games are free to play 
and you would just go back there. You yeah. had to pay, I think, like an entrance fee to get in or whatever. I yeah. thought I thought these are universal. Maybe that was just a. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. I yeah, wish there was something like that here in Memphis. I, yeah. I wouldn't have left it. Yeah, well, it was in Northern California, fun. too. Yeah, that's one in they? Northern California. It was, it was like the second run games, like really old games. They would play yeah. the nickel, nickel arcades, you know? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. When I, when I went to Japan, because I worked in games for like almost 10 years, I got to go to the Japanese arcades. And that was that was crazy to see the game culture in Tokyo, right? Yeah. And I'll never forget. And I'll try and word this so you know what I'm saying, but I don't. We don't get kicked off YouTube. Um, <laughs> I was with my host, who's Japanese, and we're going through. And you know, he's taking me around the town while we're working on this video game. And he goes, "Okay, I see this one. The first video game I see in Akihabara, which is like the electric town, right? Is what it's known as. Yeah. And it's just all these crazy looking video games. Just you can kind of see from the outside. So I start to run in there. He goes, Curtis, don't go in there. And I go, no. And he goes. I said, no, I'm, I'm in Tokyo. I want to go to this game shop. And I started running, grabbing by the shoulder. I pushed him aside. I ran in there. I got in and I'm looking at all the games on the wall. And I go, huh, look at that game. It's a guy and a girl doing yada, yada, yada. Uh, and look at that game over there. It's two girls and a guy doing it. Hey, wait a second. What type of game shop? Is <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can... And so, so there's a picture somewhere I wish I could find it of me. I said, dude, you got to get my picture in front of me in the middle of Tokyo. And there's these old Japanese ladies in kimonos walking by this dirty video game shop and me like posing, like doing one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of my, uh, yeah, she's walking, <laughs> shaking her head and she's walking. Yeah. By. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I've seen pictures a lot of times in Japan, like the arcades, like they have seats, people will sit down. So a lot yeah. of the arcade cabinets are made lower so people can sit and play them. Um, yeah, I think it's also like tied to the pachinko culture too. Like yeah, they yeah, been hanging out there for a long time. Yeah. yeah, the pachinko stuff is huge over there, and it's funny. I, I remember when I first heard that. I mean, like, you mean the game on uh, the Price is Right? Because that's what I always <laughs> see the pachinko game, the, the life size one. I'm like, oh, and. Uh, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, they get really serious in Japan, and they still have a lot of arcades there. I think. I think the culture is still relatively still alive. Jump in, Mike. So, yeah. Jump in where? <laughs> I, 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 I thought I thought I saw you like twice. Uh, like, yeah. well, that's me adjusting. You know, going. Oh. <laughs> so we got a couple comments here. Hyper Potato said, "Just got here. Does Zippy get rolling to do cocaine? What to do cocaine?" Oh. <laughs> yes. oh. Yeah, I'm not sure what that one was. <laughs> Talk about coming out of left field. <laughs> uh, uh, Zippy says they had a nickel wonderland in Arizona, too. Yeah. Cassisi says, hi. Oh, hey, Cassisi. Hey. Um, Boy. Tommy says, stand up, computer, console, or handheld. What Ooh. do y'all like better? Wow, he's a real gamer to ask that kind of yeah. thing. That says a lot about so, Tom. So here's wow. what I'll tell you about. Uh, here's what I, uh, I'll tell you about. Oh, wait a minute. So Zippy says his top comment was, John M- Martin looks like the 1980s Alan Moore. Okay, yeah. So did he get me to do cocaine? Um, uh, all right, so here's what I can tell you about Tommy. So I know, I know Tommy. I know Tommy plays games, and I know that Tommy suffers from game addiction because we've talked about it, and and, and we'll get there. I don't, I'm, I'm sure eventually, but you know, I've invited, and I've already talked about my Friday night game night. I've invited Tommy to join us several times, and his answer has always been no. 
Because if I join you, it won't just be Friday night. I said, oh, no, we only play Friday nights. He goes, no, I get it. Y'all only play Friday <laughs> nights. He goes, but I'll get addicted, and I'll play Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. And he said, you want me to play games or eat comics? I said, you're uninvited to come join us, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem straightforward. Yeah. No, no, it works, right? Uh, so what about it? What do you guys like better, stand-up, computer, console, handheld? I'm a console guy. I tried the computer one, yeah, and and I, I I'm I guess I'm more of a simple. I mean, all my friends are like, "Well, I can play that better on the computer." I'm like, "I'm sure you're good," but I just like the power button, like hit button, game turns on, great. Don't need to make it look pretty. Don't like like look how pretty the rose petals are on that rose. Now that takes horsepower. I'm like, don't care, just want to play. Well, for me, it's about input. So, what's and your I have to say, PC has the better input. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, this is, I mean, how long has the console PC war been raging? Since the 80s? Oh, for a long time. But if you actually, if you, because they got cross platforms now, and it's actually been proven that if you, if you're playing on a console like Fortnite or Call of Duty, and you end up playing somebody on PC, you're going to lose most of the time if they are halfway decent, because everything from a PC responds faster than what it's coming from a console. Yeah. Okay, Zippy. Uh, all right, Zippy clarified his, his cocaine statement. So apparently, so I'm looking at my feed here on the on the restream, and Zippy says his first comment was, uh, "Sounds like Roland needs a Red Bull or cocaine." Uh, got it. And I don't see that one on my restream feed, so I'd have to go back and look on the original feed. So probably my restream didn't didn't kick in until after that uh, comment. Because my top comment is the um, from Zippy says John Martin looks like the 1980s Alan Moore, so that's what the comment was about. And he said when I said that I was worn out. Okay, that makes total sense. Corolla needs about five or six bangers. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Pete's like bangers. Wait a minute now, and, and yeah, and, and, in England that's what we call bangers. Uh, what is it's like hot, potatoes, isn't it? Bangers and bangers, 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 sausage here. Bangers, sausages. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lately I, I found out bangers here. Bangers here is lately slang term for freaking like uh, energy drinks. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, are we still streaming on on YouTube? I, I tried really hard to tell my story, guys, and um, a lot of euphemisms going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're still on YouTube. Well, yeah, thanks to the arcade story, Curtis. You started something. <laughs> yeah, bangers and mash. Yeah, uh, Hyper Potato says he's writing the story about cocaine. Roland and Lou Ferrigno now. <laughs> yeah, that bangers was the name of that arcade you went to in Japan, Curtis. Was was that? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna stop. Uh, hey, we're no longer on YouTube now. Everybody said bangers and mash. I, I corrupted the uh, the Japanese office over there, so so we we were hanging out, and they would teach me a couple words in Japanese, and I would teach them in English. And oh. so we're talking about, so I taught them the word "this sucks." So they they learned about "this sucks," and at the end of at the end of my trip, the head of the Japanese company took us to dinner. We had like sumo stew; it's called chunko nabe, and we yeah. and he would call me out, and he would call the Japanese people, out, and he wants to communicate, see what we learn from each other. Oh. He would say, he would say, Fujita-san, and I'd say, hi, and then he'd go, Miyazaki-san, hi, and he'd go, communication, and we'd have to communicate between our two languages, and so this one guy was sent, he goes, Fujita-san, and I said, hi, he goes, 
Sega Saksu. And I said, hi, Miyazaki-san. And he goes, consumer of Sega Saksu. And I said, yes. Because we were working for PlayStation. And he goes, Sega blows. And I said, yes, Miyazaki-san. <laughs> and, that, and that was my, uh, my contribution to, uh, to the Japanese game culture. So, yes, there was some stuff going on. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you ruined them for life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Oh uh, yeah, I, uh, right. so who else? Uh, 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 so we got consoles. You got uh, John. John said computer. What about like Roberta and Mike. I like consoles about consoles. Yeah. Uh, mainly console. because of the controls. You know. Yeah. You like to feel it, um, and I don't know. I get bored of the keyboard after a while. Like, do you think they actually it, have like things you can plug into? The yeah, PCs you can now. That well, you like, can plug in controllers. Yeah, you can plug a, a game controller into a PC now. Uh, so, do you you think you you get bored of the keyboard because that's where you do most of your your work as well? That uh, could key- be it too. But I yeah. just I I think that when you're trying to decide what button to push, the kinds of shapes that they made, you know, on the controller make more sense for moving yeah. and. Mm. And looking around, just so, see, yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm more of a of a computer gamer too, uh, and I think for me, I think it's because you have a greater your controller. You can only do so many things. You only got so many buttons, but your computer, I've got, you know, what at least thirty uh, something buttons that I can push to for different controls. And you don't have yeah, that like eighteen hot hot keys and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and you can and you can configure them. I'm guessing you probably could on a, on a on a console as well, but you can configure them to do what it is that you want to do. You can control uh, sensitivity uh, to your to your mouse uh, in in most games. You know if you want it to move quickly or slowly. Um, I, I think for me, the other reason that I prefer the computer games is because of the kind of games that come on the the, the computers. Is that I'm not really a a you know shoot 'em up kind of. Um, I'm not really a shoot 'em up kind of, you know, first person shooter. <laughs> Eric Amundsen is rolling. You play yeah. computer games? Yeah. <clears throat> so Eric Amundsen, some of you, some of you might, may remember, uh, is my former roommate from uh, one of my former roommates from uh, Southern Mississippi. And Eric uh, will often join us uh, on on Friday night games. Although I had been playing because we've been playing a, a, a superhero game here recently, and Eric hasn't been jo- joining us much. But um, so yeah, er- Eric and I've spent many many hours playing uh, playing games. But usually they're the the things that we do on the consoles um, are more strategy games. Um, you know, uh, we played a lot of, um, uh, Sid Meier's Civilization, um, Age of Empires, um, you know, things like that. Yeah. I have played, uh, I have played a console. Uh, we have, uh, an Xbox, an old Xbox. Uh, what's the, what's the one? 360? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got that, a, that's we, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the 360. Uh, we've got a Wii and um, we have a, like a PlayStation Two, um, which is really old, and I don't, I'm not sure it even. You're gonna need to upgrade that last one. You'll love playing God of War on PlayStation Four. Oh really? Oh yeah. I still have a PlayStation Three, unfortunately, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I still have a uh, PlayStation <laughs> Two, Three, and Four, so I just keep them, and I have my Dreamcast. 
and I have my GameCube set yeah. off to the side. So here's a question. Like, so if you've got the latest version of the of the PlayStation, why do you keep on? Why do you hold on to the old one? Because I can like go back and play the old games, and they're not backwards compatible. Yep. So oh, they're, they're not actually, really. Uh-uh. Yeah. Five so I just and, is backwards compatible. Yeah. So I just keep them because this like I like a game called Beautiful Joe. Uh, that's a, that was a GameCube. Uh, so there's some stuff on PlayStation 2 RPG. It's just stuff that I like, so I don't get it. I just keep them. So yeah, I have drawers. So I have a ton of stuff on PlayStation 3. I still go back every once in a while and play. Because I play series, so I play like, you know, Resident the Resident Evil series, uh, Metal Gear Solid, which is all older stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I just keep them. And they, they still work. You kind of have to, you know, right, you know, like crank the little handle and get them going, but they, you <laughs> yeah. know, they, yeah. they'll pick up. And I do have a Dreamcast still, which it still works. It's loud, but it still works, and I have stuff for that too. So yeah, yeah. I've still, I've still got a. Let's see, I've still got the original NES. Yeah, I've got the PlayStation One. I used to have an Xbox, but it was stolen. Um, I've got Wii. I've got an N sixty four. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. The, the the game series I, the, I, I'm I'm usually I'm just a hack and slash guy so the game series or mm. game genre that I hunt down are the Dark Souls type games so I Did play you guys all those. Want to do some coloring by the way because I just realized I'm not sharing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just coloring. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, we, we from Mike. Are you a console guy or or what? What's your what's your poison? Always console. Uh, you know, PCs for work. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm old console. Yeah. I've, I've had a console as long as I've been in the game, so I, I think it's just as easy. I mean, you just pick up a controller, slide the disc, and there you go. So I mean, I I never cared for the keyboard, never cared for the mouse. I just, yeah. you know, I'm uh, I'm a simple creature. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what I need it for. And when I, it goes on, I'm playing, and when it's off, I go off to something else. But yeah, I'm, you know, I prefer consoles. Cool. Yeah. You got me singing the the, the uh, Leonard Skinner song now. <laughs> I grew up playing. Man. Uh, Man. I I grew up playing Warcraft, like the original, like strategy Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Starcraft <laughs> and Diablo. Yeah. So I guess that's how I just got used to the the PC. Yeah. Well, I, I think Ron kind of hit on that. I mean, there's a lot of cross pollination, but it, it, it kind of favors the type of games that you 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 know you like. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, you yeah. Know. Yeah, a lot of strat games and stuff for all of them obviously work better. They've tried adapting the consoles, but you just need more keyboard input for like strat games and yeah. stuff. Uh, but like uh, a lot of the hack and slash, like Dark Souls and stuff, you could play them on PC, but they work better with the controller. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, let me read a couple comments here. Uh, I, I'll tell you though, for me, because I do play console games. Uh, <laughs> about roommates, Eric says I was uh, one of twelve or so. I'm not the roommate that disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if y'all remember me talking about all the roommates uh he said yeah we need to play some more i'm i'm, I'm game eric uh zippy says i still have my 2600 he has two of them and his original cool. nes and he probably has about 50 games for them wow uh, yeah. oh i still got a sega i forgot to say that crap i still got a so, sega Genesis. So my, my first game my first me personally my first game console roberta actually kind of touched on it it was was uh-huh. my was my Mac? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I, my, I, Apple. I had, 
Commodore. No, no, no. I had a Commodore yeah. 64. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I bought games. Um, you know, of course, my parents bought me the computer on my way to college so that I could have a computer in college. You know, I was going to, that was for me to write and do my term papers <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, you know, I bought games and we sat in the dorm room and played games. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but, you know, the earliest ones I can remember on that, we had, um, I had one that, uh, and we're not trying to get political here, but it was, you ran, you ran for president. You basically ran a, a oh, presidential cool. campaign. Yeah. And so all of us in the, in the, in the hall, we all ran for, you know, for president. You had to determine what, what, uh, um, you know, what issues were important to you and you invested your money into it. You went to all the States and, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then we had, um, I had both, uh, football and baseball and we had, uh, you could actually have seasons. And so, like I said, you know, there was, I don't know, what, two, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, twenty of us in the hall, something like that. And so, you know, we put together a league and we ran, uh, you know, seasons for the football uh, uh, games and baseball games. Um, and it wasn't the kind of thing that you controlled the players. You chose to play, right? And then just sat back and watched the computer act it out, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, so there was a lot of, I'm going to pick my play, turn your head. Okay. <laughs> you know, cause it was all on the, on the screen. Right. Right. And of course it was all on the screen of, of my TV, which was uh, probably not as big as my laptop screen here. Um, yeah, that was the, that was the first, my first games, um, was on my, I was on my Commodore 64. There was a game called Zork. Zork was like back way further back. Where it was just text only. There was not even images. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It was like really old, right? Yeah. That was uh that was like when you're in game programming, that's like one of the first things they teach you to to do now is program. It's just all uh, most of I shouldn't say all of it, but a lot of it's just in basic. You program in basic, you know, a lot of if then statements, you know, yeah. here's the text. If they answer this, then this, if this, then this, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I used to uh I think at the dorms, we used to uh have Mario Kart tournaments, and uh, I got pretty. We had a, we had a, a dry race board, so we'd always write who would be the current champion. Uh, I, yeah. stayed, I, I stayed up there a lot. I always played Toad, and I, I got really good with him. In fact, I'd get really pissy if somebody new came in and picked Toad. I'm like, what are you doing? So yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. Uh, and then we had a few other. Guys. I remember I upstage just. <laughs> I feel bad for him. This guy Chuck. I came into his room one time. It was after you know home from class and i was like you know hey man what's up and he's like i'm trying to beat this game this game called strider i think probably a lot of you guys probably know strider and he's trying to beat the original strider and he can't be he's like i i've been trying to beat this boss for like years and he's like i never can do it i'm like oh this guy's really easy i can beat him and like he's like no you can't look 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 i'll show you how to beat him really quickly right now and and he's like okay and i went through and just went up and just basically killed him with like in a few hits the look on his face afterwards, <laughs> oh, my God, it was like I just killed his parents. He's like, you just did what? And I'm like, look, it's really easy. But it was just, I, I think I was banned from his room for a few days. <laughs> that was the, I didn't mean to um, show him, but he was just an awestruck. Because he'd been at it for Sega years had. trying to finish that. I think Sega had some of the hardest games that, like, yeah. that, that like to this day, people still have issues beating like there, I think there's a one of Lion, like Lion King's got is is yeah. hard as heck to beat. Um, Comic Zone, which I have, heard, yeah. is hard. 
it is difficult. I, I, um, we, we at, Mal at Malibu, we had a comic book adaptation of that. Never, never followed through, but but I was coloring that. But yeah, Comic Zone, I remember that. Yeah. You, you remember we had a couple of arcade uh, yeah. games, actually. I in, remember, uh, yeah, I love I that. Remember, I found that to the left, left paddle when there was a button or something that stopped working. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember Roland had to discipline us because we got the Street Fighter 2 championship <laughs> edition from, from Capcom. And they, they put in the break room. And Roland, you know, you figure most of the people at Malibu were very similar in age. You know, I would say, you know, I was I was on the, you know, I was in high school, but everybody else was, I would say, within a five, seven-year window. And well, Roland had to be like... around that arcade. Oh, and, and, and sometimes people were playing when they should have been working. And Roland had to be Big Papa and come on in and <laughs> lay down the line and, and talk to people. You got folks doling out money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 50 bucks, I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I still remember that rolling camera. But hey, guys, you guys gotta, you guys gotta work. You can't play yeah. Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, that's when, um, that's when they. I don't know if you you remember that, but you know they put the uh, before Jim was there. Jim Chatter, they put the art department under me, oh, and geez. it was under me briefly. Um, and then, and then what happened is um, when Jim came along, then uh, he took. I think he Jim took everybody but the letters. And then I scheduled all the lettering work uh, where, while Jim took over all the, the other art department corrections and stuff. But yeah, for the, there for a, a short while, the the whole art department answered to me. And I'm like, how did I get that? <laughs> you know? and, and, and for the people listening, I'm just, you know, he, he's talking about Jim Chadwick. Who, yeah. Is he the art, art director at DC currently, I believe? Is that his? Uh, you know what? He, I, I think he was in, I think he's in just an editor. I say just an, an editor. editor. I, I think he was yeah. an editor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at one point in time, and this goes back a couple of years ago, at one point in time, he was the editor of the special collections. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think he had been Batman editor for just a little while. And then, um, and then when I, I went out there um, and had lunch with Ian Hank. Um, he was the special collections editor. So, yeah, I used to play. Uh, there was an artist. He worked uh, named Damian Scott. I think he worked on Batgirl when it first yeah. came out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, I was roommates with him in the Cuber School, and he'd always play me in Street Fighter, and he was like a master at it. And I beat him once, and he one round, not even the two rounds, just the one round. And the look, at, and again, it was like, and no matter how many times you beat me after, it's like, yeah, but I, I beat you once. So it was like he can <laughs> never so, live it. Down. You know, Tommy's question has um, has to be kind of thinking. No one really mentioned handheld games on here at all, and I'm wondering. I'm not. I'm not calling any of you old or anything like that. I'm wondering though. If um, if that's more of an age thing, because I almost think so. Because even when the original PSP. Game Boy came out, it was fun, but I was still like, to me, games were sitting with your friends in front of a TV and playing. Yeah, and, the only uh, the only handheld game I ever really got into was Dante's Inferno on the PSP. I yeah. Mm -hmm. I got into. Uh, I I actually would buy a lot of handhelds because I would take a. Um, a lot of times for work for lunches and then i ended up taking the max which is our light rail system in portland and so i would buy handhelds to play on the max and stuff like that um but if i'm like didn't have a real need for it because i actually have like a, a ds i think and i got them just for these i like castlevania 
and they made like a lot of Castlevania games just for handheld, so I got it for that. But I haven't bought anything for it. I mean, it still works. I just keep it there for the Castlevania. It's just not worth much of anything. Um, but yeah, some never huge. But there are people who just do. Not, I know in Japan, like handhelds are incredibly huge because of the commuting and stuff. Yeah, I, I use I, I use handhelds. Like I have um I have a PS Vita, but but um the cool thing that I think is really now is remote play. I don't know if you folks ever use that, but yeah. PlayStation all that, and that's really cool where you can stream your device onto like a, your phone, and if you have a controller, mm. you can input it, so you can play like a, a, a PlayStation Four quality game on your cell phone. Yeah, wow. But I think I think cell yeah, phone is really taking over the handheld I, market. I, I was gonna say I I, I you know Brett plays a lot of games and and he used to play a lot of the 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 handheld uh games it still has a bunch of them but i see him all the time now just on his phone you know yeah. sometimes i think because i see him over there with his doing his thumbs i'm like who are you texting now and he goes play the game like leave me alone <laughs> I'm, I'm busy right <laughs> yeah. y'all remember those little tiger games Oh yeah, it's like the, the prefixing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we just got our first two. We just got our first two mods: Hyper Potato and Zippy the Unicorn are both mods for uh, our YouTube channel. And Hyper Potato said, "I've never been, uh, I've never been a mod before." Buy Silverline Comics, and Zippy said, "Let the bannings commence." <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah. The, uh... I was gonna say about about cell phone games. My wife doesn't play anything but cell phone games mainly, right? Really? And um, and she'll play like these Harry Potter games from um, it's the company that Chris Ohm works for now. But she'll play these games and she'll fall asleep. And sometimes she'll fall asleep and so you know she'll like bonk herself on the head with the cell phone. <laughs> so like a year or so ago, she wanted to upgrade her phone. And I kid you not, we go to the Apple Store and I'm on the far end and she's way in the corner looking at phones and I see her do this. She's looking around, she picks up the phone and she doesn't think anybody's looking. She goes like this. <laughs> and it's testing how hard it's going to be if it hits her in the <laughs> Dustin Wallace says, what up, boys? What up, Boy. uh, what up Dustin? Yeah, uh, uh, we got Roberta here too, Dustin, so. Oh. <laughs> Hi there. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like the testing that I never got into playing games on cell phones. I usually like oh. it was like Curtis, like I would buy a Vita or something. Well. But I, so many people do. I I don't know why I never did. I mean there's lots of fun stuff. I just I just I guess never dawned on me. <laughs> Especially I guess now this day and age. Most of the time if I have to go to the doctors or something, I'll bring a comic book to read. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and, and the thing too, though, you know, we're talking about cell phones, and you know, Curtis talking about cell phones taking over, yeah. which I, I do think is is the case. But you know, you look at cell phones today. Cell phones are 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 more powerful today than probably my first six computers combined. Oh, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So uh, you know, there's so much computing power there. That uh, it's it's easy for them to you know put a pretty good game on. I remember one of the, the one of the first handheld games I remember, or, or phone games I should say that I remember seeing a lot of people play, and this was probably ten years ago. Was that running game, where uh, you looked at the screen and you had to run and, and get up all the the dots, and you could kind of turn it, bait, making turn. I don't I don't remember the name of the game, but you, but Brett used to play it a lot. Y'all yeah. remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah several different versions of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That was 
back that, when they, they don't do a lot of motion controls. I, mean, I, remember I think the last one was Mario weird. Run. Yeah. yeah. They're running that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw, you know, it's funny. I watched Roberta Keller. Mm-hmm. I think she missed, you, you missed something that I saw. I don't think you realized as you go up to the second panel. Sure. Oh, yeah, steering wheel? Yeah. So if you look right underneath his hand on the steering wheel, it would be to oh, your left. Can you laugh at the um, at the handheld car phone? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I well, no, I'm saying that's yeah, you missed it, the, isn't it? There's a, a, I missed the what? The little steering wheel. So you look, if you follow his hand. Oh, yeah. Past oh, his yeah, hand. yeah. That didn't get flatted right. No oh yeah, that's why I thought I was looking. I was like, when is she gonna get it? So, no, when I call her, I'll get it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Ta-da. Sometimes I just get it. There you go. Woot, woot. Yeah, mm-hmm. the phone is aging the comic a little, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. I just thought that was funny because I'm like, wait a minute, does anyone remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, one of the very first car phones I ever, I ever remember seeing was Scott Rosenberg. Oh, oh really? Yes. Have one? Yeah. Uh, Scott- cool. Yeah, yeah. Scott Rosenberg had a car phone, and and there for a while, I seem to remember he had a driver, didn't he? Because that sounds right. Yeah, he had a driver, and then what would happen is is that they would just drive him, and he'd just get on his phone and start doing business. And oh. and I and Chris, I said something to Chris Ulm about it once. So I said, "Why does why does Scott have a driver? He doesn't live that far." And it's like, well, he uses that time instead of driving. He uses his time to conduct business on the phone. I'm like. I can conduct business on the phone too. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, on that note, I, I got a pager just before I left Malibu, and, and um, and 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 because because I didn't have a phone in college, and I remember Roland, you gave me. I had just started doing color designs for some of the books, and you called me. I was in a museum with a friend of mine in college, and the pager went off, and I was like completely disoriented. There's this thing buzzing in my pocket, and I thought somebody was attacking. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, and it was you. It was you. It was you paging me, saying, "Hey, oh, I got that's, a feeling stuff for you." That's <laughs> funny. But yeah, pagers. Wow, talk about old, right? Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time. Oh, <laughs> so, um, all right. Since we're since there's a lot of console stuff here, um, what about uh, the, there's always the console war, right? Yeah. So. Yeah go <laughs> i was always a sega i like sega i was always Se- i mean i i, I thought nintendo i mean I, I had nothing against them but sega just had more of like these really weird especially the dreamcast had so many weird games i don't know what the, dreamcast even is it was one. it was a last console it sega was a playstation thing. before a playstation came out or something like that. yeah it was like oh. playstation i think two came out and the sega dreamcast was like the last console sega yeah. did before they went out of the console uh, business, but the games they put on it were so weird. I mean, they had one that you talked to a talking fish. The oh, fish, yeah. it was, was a, yeah, and I, it was That's like creepy. you had a microphone, and it was a fish in a fish tank with a human head. Okay, wow. like a space with a human, and you wait. would you could talk to the fish. Wait, and the wait, fish wait, 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 Pete. Hello. Suddenly, you have a different color. Uh, uh, what are those things called there? The little, the little orange thing. Uh, what what near? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw the green one earlier. So what's the yeah. difference between the green and the and the orange? Uh, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, this one's just a bit stiffer. So it's got a nice ruler edge. This one, these are flimsy. So you can't really use them for straight edge. But 
in terms of this is a 35 degree this orange one uh-huh. uh the green one does 25 35 45 60 wow it's small and these are circle templates and uh they've got i've got others over there yeah <laughs> okay i just saw the orange would come in i'm like wait 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 what, what happened to the green orange orange one's got this nice it's, it's thick okay so i can use it as a ruler oh uh, okay while gotcha. i'm getting a ruler out nice. cool Okay, I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. Yeah, I just remember they had, and the, my favorite game they had was Jet Set Radio, which was you played this. It, the whole thing was done in graffiti style, and you played like these rollerbladers that would like skate around, and you would tag stuff. Did that? They even had to have a disclaimer in front of the game that said, "Please don't tag or actually graffiti is illegal." But in this game, you can graffiti, <laughs> and the cops would try to chase you down. It was the funnest game. I think in the second one, and later on, you could actually put some of your own images and tag them uh really? but it just really weird ideas but the games ended up being really fun and that was probably i think why i liked so, sega because they come up with just such random weird ideas and they'd work <laughs> so like the what uh grand theft auto before grand theft auto almost kind of yeah you get they actually did uh playstation 2 or 3 you can find a remastered jet set radio on playstation they put it on there it's the, I don't know if it's still fun. I mean, I have the old one, but yeah, they would. Their ideas were just like, like what? Um, and so, but a lot of them would just become highly uh, addictive games, more than they should be. Uh, they had one where you played like these, what was it? These rattles, and it was like a rhythm game. Oh, yeah, Samba de Amigo. Samba de Amigo, yeah. And you would actually have to play, like, different, and that was really fun, too. And it was, I don't know. So I was was a Sega fan. I like Nintendo, but Nintendo, I liked Mario and stuff, but they suck so close to their properties that I like Sega because they would just go all over the place with just completely random things. So I enjoyed them more. (laughs) Uh, Harvard Potato said Dreamcast was probably late 90s. My buddy had one, too. It was cool. Um, Zippy said, I never got into Dreamcast or Genesis. Uh, late 90s maybe explains why, um, why I'm not really that uh, familiar with them, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, Tommy says Coleco Vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never had that one. Uh, no idea what that is. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, Pete. I, I can join you on some of this. I, I, I don't know what that is either. I think that was the third one. You had the Atari 2600 mm-hmm. television, and then you had Coleco. Oh. And that was the one I didn't have because I had the Intellivision. I had the Atari. But, but you know, uh, the graphics on the Coleco actually look better. But I, I never, you know, my parents never sprung for one. So I, I yeah. never played. Huh. Yeah. That was, but yeah, Mike, because I remember, like, I think a television was one a lot of my friends had. These are Atari television. I didn't oh. meet too many people meet ColecoVision, but uh, um, yeah. I know it was up there. The uh, same thing with, like, the uh, the TurboGrafx-16 during yeah. the Sega Genesis. Oh, that I was remember one. that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, said, they had Fist of Fury on uh, TurboGrafx, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was SNK. Yeah. That was all their stuff. Um. Yeah, Hyper said ColecoVision was the high-end console in the Atari age. It was amazing. Yeah. Donkey Kong, Zaxxon, and Smurfs. <laughs> 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 Zippy said, I waited so long to buy the first PlayStation that I heard the PS2 was coming out, so I got that one. <laughs> uh, and Hyper I, I, kinda... I love my Genesis. A girlfriend with a job is always good to have. 
A uh, girlfriend with a job bought me one in high school. I later added the CD and 32X on closeout, probably from oh, yeah. Toys. Oh, the CD. Yeah. CD. I, I had one of those. What a, what a ripoff. I, I, I saved I up all this money, and they're like, it's going to be CD technology. And the clue that you have is when they gave it to you, they gave you all these weird discs. They're like, here's some music you can play on it because it's a CD. Yeah. And here's all these other right. games. And no good games came out. But it was Oh uh, yeah. yeah, it yeah. wasn't wasn't so, very good. So do y'all remember? So I remember, you know, going back to the the old uh, Commodore game, and even into the Mac games. Uh, and I'll tell you, it won't be a surprise. It probably won't surprise uh, Curtis and Roberta who got me into the Mac games. Um, yeah. But I, I remember having to load them into the computer uh, yes. with, with with a tape at first and then the CD you load you put the CD in and it, you have to load it you have to sit there and wait while the game loaded in right and then when it was done you took the CD out and you had to put another CD in that had some of the game files and then you could actually play the game yeah yeah i had to do that with a, a couple of Sierra games game file version. yeah what's that roberta that would take forever <laughs> yes <laughs> it would well yeah. it would- that said, I, I miss this. I just I just miss when the games didn't have updates when they were shipped because they worked. Yeah. The cartridge was a plastic cartridge. It yeah. A game. It was on a disc, and they had to have it working, or they didn't release it. And right. That's I miss that so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Every time I turn on my system now, it's a fifty-fifty chance. Am I going to be able to play, or am I going to be uh, just watching so, the updates? So, so does everybody have Steam here, or does everybody on no. Steam? No. no, no. Unfortunately, my no. friends always tell me to get Steam. I know. Wow. I, I, I'm like, yeah. I think it's maybe so I can. But you know what? I guess this goes back to the whole console versus computer thing, though. Yeah. Because uh, Steam is, you know, um, I think it's uh, a de facto. All, all it is pretty much. If you want to play yeah. games on computers, you pretty much have to have a Steam uh, account. You, not not exclusive, but but. That's pretty much where all the games are now. And you were talking about the games not, you know, being finished. This is one of the things that I don't like about a lot of the games on Steam is that they, they're released in beta version. And you're yeah. like, okay, so I'll, you know, I'll I'll pay the 10 extra bucks, you know, for for the beta version because this is a game that I it might it might surprise you to learn that I'm really into the American Civil War, right? Oh yes. So yeah. anything, anything that comes out with American Civil War related, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm interested in that. And there's a new game out now. It's in it's in beta called The Grand Tactician, which lets you put, play the entirety of the war, right? Uh, making uh, diplomatic and monetary and all kinds of decisions. You know, it's kind of a real time game. And I'm like, I'm all about that. You know, you can build your order of battle so you can move Lee over into. Uh, uh, Arkansas, if you want him to campaign, and in, in you know, in the on the other side of the Mississippi, whatever you know, <clears throat> and uh, so you know, I I paid the the extra money for that. I haven't really had a chance to play it, but I paid the extra money for that. But it's still in beta, so it's buggy. They even say, oh, and so I went to watch the tutorials. Right? Sorry, our tutorials were not available in beta. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to know how to play the game? Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting too is that the art of game design has changed. I mean, I, yeah. you folks probably remember back in the day, how do you play the game? You got a booklet, a piece of mm-hmm. oh, yeah. paper, and you had to read it like a manual. But now what's so interesting is to watch how game designers have factored in how to use the storytelling and coach you into it and have the tutorial within the actual gameplay, you know? Yeah. Um, I think in that sense, it's kind of like it's, it's how it relates to comics. It's like Roland was saying, sometimes you don't have to tell the backstory. 
you can just kind of tell it as you go. And I think that's what you see in game design now, which is really interesting. It is. They don't even give it's, it's, uh, it's so many, uh, levels. Like I've, uh, there was a Star Wars game, Squadrons. I think it just came out and played it. But again, there's so many games like that at a multiplayer that the single player component is more of a tutorial. How do they teach you to play the game? And then the meat of the game is a multiplayer. I see that a lot. Where it's it's like, you know, instead of a single player, it's like, well, that's more just like a training wheels and, and stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, and sometimes I, I like that. If they keep going further and further, like if if you're still doing tutorial stuff after like level three or four, I'm like, okay, you guys need to just <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> Talk but, uh, about booklets there, Curtis. Oh, I, yeah, uh, yeah I, I pulled out. I still have a whole bunch of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Col- colonization, Sid Meier's colonization. Obviously, American Conquest is this one. Um, nice. uh, Sid Meier's Gettysburg. Oh. Right? That's the whole, this, this is the game manual. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, American Conquest, Divided Nation, right? Um, Sid Meier's Antietam. Oh, you're all going to like this one. I pro- you probably haven't heard of this one. Freedom Force. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Very Kirby-esque. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I, I, I just happened to know exactly where these were, so... It, it's funny. It used to be like now when I used to buy certain games, uh, I worked at like I think GameStop. Uh, if, yeah, I worked at GameStop for years. I worked at another store called Game Crazy. It was up here too. And uh, But people would be like, well, no, if I'm going to buy a used game, it's got to have the console. I mean, the, I'm sorry, console. The booklet, nice. And the case, nice. And I kind of understood. I got that way too. I'm like, look, if I'm going to pay money for this, I kind of want you know, at least everything intact. Uh, but some people didn't ah. care. And now with the advent of downloading, I mean, most, they don't even make booklets. So it's like, I only buy the hard, like a disc if I just want to back up hard copy. But I've I've actually found myself downloading games more than actually buying them on disc. Oh, my goodness. So Zippy the Unicorn just sent me this. He said, did you hear about the Atari hotels they are planning for across the country? Has anybody heard about those? No. (laughs) Yeah. Go to atarihotels.com. It's, it's, I'm like, what the heck? Atari Hotel's first ever video game themed hotel is coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Whatever you don't get the ET room. Don't go in that one. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The first Atari Hotel is playing to break ground this spring in Phoenix, Arizona, immediately followed by Austin, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Denver, Las Vegas, San Francisco, San Jose, and Seattle. So basically, basically nothing out. Nothing in the east. Of course not. Yeah, I mean Austin, well, Texas is no, well. Maybe Chicago is the closest it gets to, to us. I had not heard of that. That's that's very interesting. That is kind of cool. There was a huge. Uh, I think it it's probably gone. There was a huge arcade in Seattle, Washington, that had stuff like apparently people can sit in chairs and shoot at the screen. I don't know if it was at it, like if it was Gallagher or something, but whoever's getting the highest score, like the chairs would rise up in the air. And so whoever get the score, like it would rise higher or something. I never went to this place, but I saw pictures of it and stuff. And And apparently I think it was owned by Sega. I think it closed down years ago. I don't think it's around anymore, but it was like this, like the premium arcade where they had these huge machines built into the place. That was just for them. 
you know, if you go to the movies now, um, which unfortunately Regal just, we had been going to the movies since they reopened, but Regal just shut down. Uh, if you go, uh, they often will have a little game. Uh, you have to download the app, right? Yeah. You I've download the app and then you point your, your, uh, your phone. I started to say camera, point your phone towards the screen and you play some kind of game, you know, you shoot yeah. aliens or something like that, but. Um, yeah, cool. yeah, it's, 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 um, I never did download the app for that, but I always looked around to see if somebody, I always looked to see if anyone was playing and <laughs> I, I know, I, I don't know if I ever saw anyone playing or not. Um, hyper potato said the, about the Atari hotels, maybe that will lead to a revival of Atari force. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all remember the comic Atari that force? Great book. That was such a cool book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True story. Gorgeous. True story. When I went out to um, when I went out to the DC offices uh, this last San Diego con, which I guess was three years ago now, um, I got to go to the DC vault, right? Nice. Which is very very cool. What, and, does, what does it look like? I mean, does it look like uh, Indiana Jones at the end with the no? Like the big, yeah. what is, no, what it is, looks like a, a a great big walk-in closet. I mean, a huge, but it literally has this big, thick vault door uh, around, you know, in front. They have to open the, uh, right? So apparently it's fireproof, earthquake proof, and all this other kind of stuff because uh, it's there in, in Burbank. Um, but that's where I told you I got to see the, de- you know, the detective comics. I got to hold it. I couldn't touch it with my oily fingers, but I got to yeah. hold it, you know, and uh, the first Superman and, and stuff like that. So, oh, so cool. I got to see and hold those, uh, which is very cool. On our way out, though, um, he said, "Hey, you want some free comics from the vault?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do I get to pick one?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they had they apparently had this huge box when they moved from New York to um, to Burbank. They found a bunch of comics they didn't realize that they had, mm-hmm. and most of them were were from the 80s and, and 90s. You know, a lot of so I got a I got an Atari Force. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good book that was a really yeah. beautifully illustrated book yeah it really was i remember as a kid i remember was, everything was Who very that? multi-colored, like brightly colored lopez okay yeah lopez yeah he, he oh, did okay. all the illustrations for it so, I mean, wow that's i don't i don't guess i realized that yeah. <laughs> uh it, zippy says that the hyper potato is quite obsessed with atari force and Hyper says, may the Atari Force be with you, my friend. (laughs) Uh, Share screen to show the site. The building would look so cool in person. Um, Yeah, I don't, don't, I'm not sure I can, I know how to do that. He might have missed the part where I said my son was gone early. Um, And I'm not sure. Let me, let me try it, I guess. I think I'd kick Roberta off. Then, Berta, you can just kick me me back off. That's fine. Oh no! Hold on. Let me see if I can figure it out. Um, share screen. I remember the Atari Force. Like the book stop. I had, it was almost like Continue. this, like this small digest book. It wasn't a full size comic. I remember that. You I guys, remember that too. that's the version I had. So can y'all see that now? Yeah, we can see it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's the Atari Hotel. That's crazy. Do you get a free free computer if you check in? <laughs> you get a free Atari. Yeah, I, mean, I would. I, hope, I would. I would love to have a, a freaking Atari twenty six hundred again. I hope. Yeah, I hope so. all the all the decor has that fake wood paneling like the Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Little stickers, panel board. Yeah. Yeah, kill it off. 
panel board and Chad carpet. All right, Roberta, start sharing again. Oh, okay. Great. Um, yeah, so, I, I, you know, I think that'd be cool. I'm glad Atari's trying to... I'm glad Atari's still around. I know they, they every once in a while you'll get games like... They still oh, make made games, by Atari. I think, don't they? What? I think they still make games, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Sega yeah. still does, even though Sega's a shadow of its former self, but they still do. Do you folks remember the, the Paperboy video game that Atari put out? <laughs> yes, so, I used to throw so, and hit the dog all the time. So so, so we used to work with Paperboy. The, the, guy that, the guy that was in the Malibu Comics video game department named Scott Sava, he recently released this movie called Animal Crackers. His dad worked for Atari, and they rotoscoped him. And he was the kid on the bicycle. He, he was the kid on the bike. He was, yeah, he was paper. I didn't know that. He That's was, awesome. Isn't that funny? I, I didn't yeah, know that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, speaking of, um, uh, no, 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 you said somebody else. I'm thinking, who, who was the guy? Who was Darren's uh, kind of partner there with uh, Darren? Oh, Ken, Darren Don. Ken Dario. Ken Dario. Yeah, you know what Ken's done, right? He did Despicable Me, right? Yeah, he's the guy who co-wrote Despicable Me. Yeah. So yeah, all those, yeah. all those goofy little minions go back to Ken Dario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just it, remember Paperboy getting extremely hard towards the end. Like you, the inevitable, it's like the whole neighborhood was out to kill you within like a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, people so, remember Tapper. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Tapper, Tapper, uh, Tapper, Tapper was this game where you served gear to people. Yeah, and it was like you had this, you had this long, um, like like a counter and you had to slide the beer oh, to yeah. the customer yeah. and then people got outraged that they were teaching kids how to throw alcohol so they changed it to <laughs> root beer it became root beer tapper oh and no it was, it, was, it was like it was like brown instead of amber so it was root beer that you were swinging at people. that's funny that's weird <laughs> so does anyone remember, remember the... go ahead john i was just gonna say i uh, remember the uh top gun game for the original oh. nintendo yeah that was hard Oh, it was. The refueling I could never get. The refueling was hard. Yeah. 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 I still remember playing uh, Mortal Kombat. I remember playing Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Was it one? And this Fred Myers. You had a Fred Myers, which is basically owned by Kroger. So if you guys have Kroger, same concept. And they had all these arcades. I remember I, I was actually, one fatality performed it and had two or three people around me. And boy, the people, when I did that, I mean, you watch them now, the fatalities are so tame. It's, it's compared to what they do now. Uh, but I remember people just like, oh, my God, that's just offensive. Which is a teenager who like, yes, I scored. <laughs> do it again. Uh, do it again. Do it again. Yeah, you'd have some kids to do it again. But, um, yeah, I remember when that game, when they put blood in video games, that was the, in a Doom. That Doom's still one of my all-time favorite games. Uh, I was playing Doom 64 a while ago. But still, you know, blood in games, that was a huge. Oh, Killer Instinct. Oh, Yeah. Uh, that arcade game with the the ultra be I mean, the, every time they had that in an arcade, that's like the only arcade cabinet you heard was the Killer Instinct it's so loud. Ultra Combat. It was so loud. The, the bass was like, you yeah. know, so you're saying Mortal Kombat. One of the two creators, um, John Tobias. I I met him in Chicago once. Um, he actually was going to hire me on on a, on a project he did for the Xbox called Tao Thing. It was like this fighting game, and um, I didn't know I was going to meet the, the creator of Mortal Kombat. I just was flown out there. And I was told somebody from the company was going to pick me up in the morning. And I get a call in the morning. And the guy goes, it's John Tobias. I'm here to pick you up. And I said, holy cow, that's the guy who created Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So I went down to the nicest guy in the world. He, he took me out for um, Chicago deep dish pizza. 
but I really didn't want to move to Chicago. So I kind of, I think was trying to botch the interview towards the end and I actually succeeded because of it. So at the end of the interview, they said, we like your work. We want to move you out here. They go, do you have any kids, wife or kid? He said, do you have any kids? And I said, none that I know of. And there was just dead silence in this boardroom with the creator of Mortal Kombat and all these artists. And then they all started busting up laughing and high-fiving me. They said, you are so hired. We so like you. And they, and they offered me the job, um, but I decided not to move to Chicago. But it was... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. But that was one of the things. I still remember that. that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that uh, blood, and I remember, in, I think it was the late 90s, there was a computer game that came out called Myth. And mm-hmm. it was... It was like kind of a kind of a role playing type game. You had a whole team of, of warriors, and it was really far away, and they were really tiny. But you could chop their heads off, and their heads would bounce. With um, they had like texture mapping on pretty much all of the terrain, so the head would roll around <laughs> the, the mountains, and and that was just. Cool. Hysterical. It was it was it was. I remember so many parents getting. I had my my friend. Uh, in high school, we had Mortal Kombat 2, and we were playing, and his dad got home, and he turned to me, he's like, okay, if my dad comes in, this is your game, and I'm borrowing it, or like, you brought it over, like, it was like, I'm not thinking, I was like, okay, yeah, sure, um, I was like, whatever, I'll get in trouble for you, but yeah, he was like, you know, we can't have this, but yeah, it was a huge deal, the one about rolling the heads around, that sounds hilarious. It is so funny, <laughs> yeah. just for that alone, I got into it, <laughs> Does anybody remember the uh, the game uh, uh, Elevator Action? Yes, oh, God, I love that, that game. Great. That game was, was hard. So it was hard, really hard. And I but think was... that's, that's why I was so addicted to it. It's like, you know, I, I remember you, you start the game, you come in on a cable, right? Yeah. That first floor, and then you got to fight your way down. And I never could, I never could do it. Well, I think my... those, those arcade games, you start to realize yeah. that they were made just for quarters. There's some of those games mm-hmm. where there was no way, no matter how good you were, that you could get through it. It was just about feeding the machine, feeding the yeah. machine. Yeah. You know? Well, and now, I, I don't know how long it's been since you've been to an arcade. We, we got a, a game opened up, uh, kind of a game thing, themed. They have, they'll have they feed you, and there's some danger rooms and uh, or escape rooms and like a little mm-hmm. bitty mini bowling alley and stuff like that here in our, 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 our local mall. And we went and played um my son and i went and we were playing something and we noticed that we went through this first thing and then it suddenly it said to continue put in another 50 cents and i'm like no 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 i didn't lose yet i haven't lost you don't i don't you don't ask me for more money until i lose which so, uh, it literally just cut, cut you off at a certain point what, no, 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 no. how well you did yes it was a kind of a timed thing oh, it's wow. like it's like it, it, so it didn't cut you off but it gave you a little countdown clock if you to continue feed more and i'm like no i ain't feeding yeah. you anything more i i ain't dead yet yeah, I ain't dead yet <laughs> yeah that would irritate me i don't think i've ever seen that in a game but i can imagine somebody uh, and they're like 50 cents now so yeah they're like 50 cents yeah. to a dollar i'm like yeah used to be like what happened to a quarter and, in my uh, day they were only a penny i know <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about hard games. Video game when I was really, I mean, when I was a really young kid. Sorry, it's old, but in the arcade, we had the one dollar game that showed up 
It was, I think, Dragon Quest or something. Oh. It was the Daring. Oh, yeah. And I would Dragon die Quest. over and over and put my goddamn dollar in there. <laughs> I was so angry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that get, and, you know, the funny Dragon's Lair came home. Really yeah, they made a home console version. It's still hard. Take out the money. That game's... It's crazy. You have to know exactly what to do at the right time, at the right moment to do it. It looked it great, so though. Even it was so cool because it was a cartoon. And right. The graphics were so much better. They're talking about remastering that game, actually. Yeah. That'd be cool. That was Don Bluth, right? I think Don yeah. Bluth was the really? Yeah, and and he and I and, and I just heard recently he's starting up a, a new 2D animation studio. He said, yeah. "Okay, we're going to bring 2D animation back." So. Wow! Cool. Well, he did. And the thing is, is it was what two years ago he did a Kickstarter to make an animated version of Dragon's Lair, mm. and then the Kickstarter was successful. And then and then I never heard much more of it. And so I was talking to my friend. She's like, "I wonder if the 2D animation studios to finish that Kickstarter project." I hope. I mean, I would, be, I would love to see a Dragon Slayer. I hope he does it before. I mean, the guy's old. So, like, you know, hurry up, Don. You know, and he got so many more years left to finish it. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah. uh, Y'all remember yeah. the old uh, Ninja Turtle games on the uh, Ninja Turtle game on the NES? Yeah. Yep. That oh, Joker got hard. I never could finish it. I had people who uh, could finish it, like, would beat it or whatever. But, I, you know, I remember. I always liked the arcade ones, either, you know. Turtles in stuff like that. Yeah, um, I don't remember them on the uh, consoles. I remember the turtles in the in the arcades though, where you can there have was four, one four for players. the NES. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Those were fun. Yeah, uh, Hyper Potato. Since I remember that name, I think you must be talking about Don Bluth. So, what else did Don Bluth do? So, uh, did Jog Hyper's? Uh, oh, he did Secret of Nim, the Land Before yeah. Time, the Pebble yeah. and the Penguin. He did uh, Titan AE. And then what was the Anastasia was the other big one that that kind of brought him back on the map. Then he did Titan AE, and then he kind of faded away again. So he came back after years of like he made stuff, and then he didn't have many hits, and then he had Anastasia, and that was a huge hit. Then he made Titan AE, didn't do well, and then he kind of went in obscurity again. So it was kind of like one comeback, and then he left. I felt bad for the guy, but yeah, I remember that. He, he was, he was, of course, for those that don't know, he was Disney before he was one of Disney's top. Yeah. Yeah. Not just animated, was he a director at Disney as well? He was big in there. He split up his own company to do his own thing. And I, I I, always enjoyed his stuff more because it seemed to have more of an edge to it for a kid show. I mean, even watching yeah. Secret of Nim, I mean, that at the beautiful. end, he's like showing blood. They're like stabbing each other with swords. And Dark. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zippy said Ryan Reynolds is going to be uh, Dirk in the Dragon's Lair movie. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that that's perfect. Perfect. Right on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee uh, I won't see that. Yeah, have you guys, uh, you guys ever watch any of the Wednesday shows? You, you watch, you watch some okay. of their Wednesday Wham guys. I, I missed this one, but I do watch yeah. them. Yeah, uh, it's just funny. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, in here, John say, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, you know, they've got this whole um, Nicholas Cage thing going on over there. <laughs> it's like a moratorium. I'm, I'm, I'm casting yeah, him and putting yeah. him on things, you know? <laughs> Which is, it's kind of funny. Does, um, any, does anybody recall, because and, and, I'm just trying to jog my memory, that there was a, a video game for the for the rock group Journey. Does anybody remember no. that? There was like a really, I remember seeing that there was some weird video game a long time ago. Hopefully it wasn't prob- called Love and Touch and Squeezing. There was one for um I'm gonna say it was Aerosmith. 
what? It was this arcade game that you could like throw CDs at things. Does this sound familiar? What? And I don't know if it was Aerosmith, but yeah, you would like throw CDs at like Ninja Stars and stuff. And I, I think it was Aerosmith, but I'm not. What the heck? I don't. I don't know. I remember it was just really obscure. I remember walking by it, going like, "What? What? What is?" <laughs> I never played it, but. I- remember and i think you actually had to save the bands of like the members of aerosmith like they were in there you were trying to save from a concert i mean so, i played so Michael speaking Jackson. of cocaine right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah can you snort all of it before so, aerosmith does? yeah yeah can you start just going so you know you know when i first uh saw who uh my my very first introduction to aerosmith was hmm. Did any did any of you see the uh, the 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 Bee Gees Sergeant Pepper movie in the late seventies? Yeah, Mike, you remember that? I do, do remember. Yes, I watched do, it quite a bit on HBO growing up. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember who? Do you remember who the villain band was? Oh gosh, it was Aerosmith. Was it really? Yes, the, the villain band was Aerosmith. Wow. And I remember I'm like, I like that song a whole lot better than the other stuff, right? Because it was Bee Gees. <laughs> Bee Gees did all this Beatles stuff. And then and Aerosmith is the one that did come together, right? Okay. So that was my introduction to, to Aerosmith. That's kind of an interesting little segue there. But, I remember you used um, to play the Michael Jackson arcade games where he would turn into a robot. And you would yeah. save kids, and the kids would be like, "Thanks, Michael!" And they, <laughs> and you would have the dance off where he would dance, and they'd all dance, and they'd all die. It was kind of sad and depressing. It's like, okay, I'm going to entertain you for two seconds, then I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> I was like, ah, uh, yeah, that was Moonwalker. That was uh, yeah. it. Actually, was a really fun game. That one, and there was um, there was a Ghostbusters game. That was a four-player one in the arcade. That was really fun. We've been talking about video games for... It's 1037. We've been talking about video games now for an hour and 37 minutes or close to it. Yeah, I don't even think we've got modern video games yet. Well, no one has mentioned uh, Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. Oh, I love Miss Pac-Man. My mom is... yeah, I'm just, you know, that just, I, I figured that... Well, I haven't said anything because I kept saying, well, somebody's going to mention it. Somebody's going to bring it up. (laughs) Nobody's Pac-Man talked about Pac-Man. What the heck? They made like a 3D one where I remember one, there was a, was it the PlayStation where you, there was a version where you can jump over the walls. Oh, really? Like you could, you can, I, I don't remember, but it was like they added some little like bit where you can go through the maze, but certain places you can jump over the walls and stuff. I'm like, oh, that was cool. I never really got into Pac-Man for some reason. Yeah. I, you know what? I played it with my, I played it a lot with my wife, <sighs> who was my girlfriend at the time. Uh, because the pizza place that we would go to had one of those sit-down versions, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah. so we would sit down, we'd get our, our, our pizza, we'd sit down, and we would play Pac-Man on the on the table, right? And we'd, you know, because you could have your drink and your pizza, and you could look at the table, and, you know, if you spilled something, you could wipe it up, and you wouldn't ruin the game. Yeah. We, we played a lot of Pac-Man that way. Those tabletops, they were, they were fun. They, uh, I'm not sure if they have Pac-Man, but they, like I said, they have arcades in Portland that's uh, where they combine them basically with kind of like bars, like pizza, you can get beer. Uh, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, come play video games, drink beer. And um, But they had this one that was like this huge wall. I mean, the wall must have been like 15 feet, 10 feet. And I remember you playing Galaga, but I think you could play Pac-Man. And it was like, the, I mean, it's just ginormous. I mean, you, I mean, to the point where I'm like, I can't even see what I'm doing because it's, <laughs> it's so big. Yeah. But it was fun to watch other people do it. But they had multiple, I think Pac-Man was one of them. I think they had Galaga on there too. 
and uh, that was really uh-huh. cool. Zippy said Moonwalker was the uh, Michael Jackson yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a cool game. Oh, Hyper Potatoes trying to get me singing now. Says Roland <laughs> has Pac Man fever, driving him crazy. <laughs> I remember watching I the, uh, about that. the cartoon of Pac Man. Yeah, which was which was really weird. Because when you think about it, I remember like I watched every once on YouTube. I go back and look at Saturday morning cartoons, and that it, it really is about drugs a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he, he was really obsessed with these power pellets, and he would go around again. I'm like, it's a drug addict. This is <laughs> maybe that's what the ghosts were trying to do. Maybe they were trying to do an intervention for this whole time, and he just kept eating. <laughs> So the ghosts are actually the good guys. The good guys are yeah. trying to do an intervention to save them. <laughs> yeah. You talked about uh, uh, intervention, and Mike picks up this great old big mug over there. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking some of that ale eight there? Oh, no, not quite. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, not Mike, inter- Mike introduced us to this uh, last time we were up at uh, Pikeville Comic Con. Mike introduced us to this uh, Kentucky drink called Ale 8. So, actually, what's called Ale 8-1. Oh, okay. So it's like a, a late one. You're supposed to, it's, it's heavily caffeinated. You know, it's, it's popular with college kids. And, it, you know, it'll keep you up all night. I mean, <laughs> like super concentrated. I mean, it, but it's the, you know, you, you, there are two camps. You either you love it or you hate it with a passion. <laughs> and, and you don't veer off. It's one or the other. And you know, I'm a, I think it's swill. I mean, I think it's absolute. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. But there are people that just absolutely swear by it. They love it. My, he, he bought this big, I don't know, 12 pack or something. I, he, he brought it in. And he goes, okay, guys, you can't leave Kentucky until you've tried one of these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it's like, I think me and Barry and uh, uh, Tommy was there and uh, Jeff Whiting were all, all taken. I'm like, oh, man, this is nasty. And I, think, I think Jeff Whiting, I think, is the one who liked it. I think he's like, oh, it's not too bad. It's pretty good. I'm like, oh, here you have mine. Uh, just curiosity what is is everyone still playing games like what are you guys playing currently because we've talked about old games but yeah so like totally skipped over new stuff well here's the here's my question for you um do we want to wait and say that until next week yeah we could do that we'll we'll talk about the games we're playing uh playing currently because um i think i can talk some about that um might might get all of you interested in what i'm talking about um but uh, yeah, I'd say let, let's save the let's save the games we're playing now until next week. Pete's like, okay, I'll just draw. And <laughs> Pete's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, all right, so so Pete, what what the people around you? Do the people around you play games? Oh yeah, okay. Literally everyone I know plays computer games except for me. <laughs> Interesting. So so do you have? Um, is there a des- is there a desire to play, but just a lack of time, or not really a desire? Or yeah, I think the desire has passed me by now. Um, mm. I don't have time. Yeah, I think it would just it would just eat into what I actually want to do. Yes. I would like to play like I really love Star Wars and things like that and when I see new Star Wars games come out or new Avengers games or X-Men yeah. games I'm like oh yeah I'd really love to play that that looks because that's what I'm actually interested in but I'd have to go and buy a 
you know, 500 pounds yeah. and yeah. then a 70 pound game. And, and like, <laughs> sort of, yeah. I go into the, the computer shops and I'm like, oh, they're very expensive, aren't they? How do you yes. keep buying one after another? You just, yeah. So yeah. I was like, no, so I'll leave it. Well, that's kind, of, that's kind of sad, Peter. That new squad, Star Wars Squadron game looks really awesome. Yeah. I remember yeah. buying one years ago, I bought a PlayStation 2. Because I wanted to play this new X Men game that had come mm. out, or yeah. Avengers, whatever it was. Thought, oh, I'll play that. And I must have played for like three hours, and it, it's sat in a box ever since. Wow! And I'm like, yeah. oh well, I just I, computer games aren't my thing. Yeah. No, you're not Same the only I have a friend, Tom, who's really in the comics and stuff, and he plays Mame, like uh, mm-hmm. old old computer games and old Sega, but like new games and stuff. He doesn't care about him. So I talked yeah. to him about it. He's like, oh, I get to hear all about it from you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they, the uh, the games you're talking about, the X-Men, their Avengers, uh, I, I'll tell you, we had that for uh, the PlayStation 2. And I'll tell you what I liked about those so much. I didn't love those games as, as far as games would go. But what I liked about them is they came out when my kids were younger. Mm-hmm. And it was the kind of game that we literally sat down and all, all four of us played the game. Yeah, you know, multiplayer stuff on the Yes, and we were all there on the same screen. We're all doing the same thing, you know. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, BJ, she played, you know, she would, she always wanted to be Wolverine or, or, you know, some, some kind of beaten up thing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I always like to be someone who could throw something. So I was like Captain America or, or uh, Thor throwing the hammer, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, that's where Brett was introduced to Deadpool. Um, uh. You know, he was introduced to Deadpool through the, through those games. So, but we had fun because that was something we all sat down as a family to play yeah. and, we're all right there playing. So, yeah, those are fun. I remember the quizzes. I think they used to put quizzes yeah. like, and I used to, I used to always ace those, especially the X-Men ones. And I was like, wow, I really am a nerd. Yeah. 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 Those are fun. I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I think the, uh, my favorite superhero games now are probably the Arkham series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, next next week too, we'll talk about um, kind of the direction that the games have taken because yeah. um, I know part of what we teach at the school uh, at Full Sail is is there's a lot of storytelling now behind uh, games where yeah. you know a lot of games that we've been talking about you just you literally you turn it on and then you start you know doing stuff you know you just go do stuff and and a lot of the games now are very story driven. You know, yeah. they have they have these, you know, uh, animations, you know, you have to sit and make some decisions in the story and watch some stuff happen. And um, they're very story driven where, I mean, mostly, you know, everything we talked about earlier, mostly the not. Um, well, have you guys ever watched the videos where they show uh, like young kids, like they give them Pac-Man or the old games and <laughs> the kids comment? Those I are love, pretty entertaining. I love to see those kids react to this you know yeah uh i watched one kids react led zeppelin's one of my all-time favorite bands and, yeah and i love to what kids react to led zeppelin you know <laughs> you know i think i've heard this song before <laughs> yeah it sounds familiar with yeah. it um yeah the funniest one is they had one where they would uh do vr but they put horror because horror games in vr are like 100 mm. times scarier <laughs> And they do it with the kids, like older people, and the older people would always be like, "What? What am I doing? Is this gonna?" You know, so they're always real trepidation. <laughs> Have you seen the the old people react to Grand Theft Auto? And it's great. You just see them playing the game, and they're they're following all the the traffic laws. And then 
you start to see the moment it goes sideways, the one one of them realizes they can run a red light, and then it just starts going crazy from there. There's, I can shoot people, I can do this, and you just keep descending into debauchery, you know. Yeah. Great. I just wonder what it's going to be for our generation and younger generation. When we go into retirement homes, you're going to have a bunch of senior citizens playing video games, having (laughs) LAN parties, you know. I mean, you know, my my dad said to me, he goes, so you're still playing that stuff? I'm like, yeah, I don't plan on stopping. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it's funny because you know Brett, I, and I'm I'm not near as is I mean because you know Brett gets really into a lot of the stuff, and I enjoy games, but there's just so many of them, and and mm. you know it's kind of like my music. I you know I've talked about music before. My 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 interest is very narrow. It's not yeah. really broad. So I I kind of like you know I like these kind of these historical things, you know, and um not about race cars and the, 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 the Mario Kart and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, but I'm, that's, I'm, I don't find myself interested in those at all. Mario Kart's fun to play with the kids. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of Just those Just so you can games. shoot it with the blue shell and laugh <laughs> as you pass it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the blue shell. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, that, and that's kind of why I like the the uh, the, Mar- the Marvel game that, that Pete was talking about earlier, because we all got to play as a family, and we played one called uh, wor- uh, Worms. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I've never played it, but I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. build you you build your little fortresses and you shoot the others trying to. to I did go- enjoy Worms. I remember that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy Worms. Oh, wow, that's going back a lot now. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I do. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, it was it was all I think physics based trajectory. You'd have to like yeah how it would actually because I think they would bounce and stuff and so yeah. you're able to. Um, Which I is I you, may have played you had like little. you had like three or four that you controlled, so you could yeah. only you could only move them. So you know every turn you could only move one of them, and then your your goal was to destroy the others. And uh, yeah, my kids were really good at it. There was one of, uh, I think, one of the funnest games, me and my friends, because we would always, you know, when we're in high school, we could rent video games. Yeah. Uh, from local video, we rented Micro Machines. I don't know if you guys ever played Micro Machines. Mm-hmm. Sounds really, like, cheesy. Them. Oh, man. The game, whoever designed the concept of the game, was you're all driving your little cars on the screen at once. And the idea is not so much to win, but to knock your, your friends out of the screen. So you want, like, you could trap them behind the Cheerio, and then you would drive further in the screen, and they would go out, and you'd win a point. And they'd have them on, like, pool tables and stuff, and we'd sit there and find, like, devious ways to trap each other, knock each other off the pool table. It was, it was the most addicting game, Micro Machines. We loved that we rented it all the time. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, let's kind of – it's Tintil, so let's kind of wind this down. Uh, Roberta, what have we been uh, watching you color here? This is the last page that I am going to work on for the book. Forever. It's a recolor. <laughs> Wait, hold on. The oh, last page? Phone? Yeah, what? last page. I have turned in everything else today. So you're saying you have no more pendulum pages? No, I have a third book coming. Oh, okay. All right. Well, when you said the last page, you scared me a little bit. No, no. Book two <laughs> is complete after this. When I wow. It. wow nice so i'm happy to have the second one completely in the bag and it's really really a fun journey this one good yeah it looks looks Very fantastic Angsty story it's really great 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you, so, uh, so here's a question for you. Do you, do you find yourself, are you reading it kind of as you go along and. No, I read it way before. I started. Oh, really? So I could have an idea of what was going to happen. Okay, cool. Yeah, that kind of helped me oh. decide how to color everyone and yeah. what they're going to be like in the settings and that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, as this this was one of the uh, the books published by Malibu many 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 years ago. Did you have a recollection of it at all, or was this I remember one of the... the name? Oh, really? Okay. That didn't, that didn't help me know yeah. anything about it, though. I, yeah. I was really surprised when I read it. I'm like, I don't think I ever wrote. I definitely didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. So I I was sad that I didn't read it because you know I, was thinking, I remembered the name, but I guess not because I read it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Pete, what have we what have we been watching you uh, draw today? This is page sixteen of Champion and what we call Champion and Miss Fury. Yeah, um, he looks like he is decked out with all kinds of uh, geared up bandoliers yeah. and pouches and we, hey, we should take a snapshot of this and send it to Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, did you did you see the uh, uh, any of you see watch Rob's uh, uh, Twitter feed at all? Uh, You're in there, Rob Liefeld. Did you see where he posted a, a shot from Planet of the Apes? Oh, where couldn't did couldn't do the feet? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he said yeah. this photographer has a problems with feet. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I, it was fantastic. Uh, guy's got a great sense of humor. Um, well, at least he takes it in stride, considering how much stuff. I mean, I, you know, like you, know, you can give him all the crap you want, but he's made it. I mean, he's yeah. successful. successful. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know what? You know, I, I as it you know probably doesn't surprise you guys probably hear it uh, a lot too. But um, you know, my argument is when people start you know tossing some some you know negativity uh, his direction, I'm like, you know, you can talk about it all you want, but the thing about it is, he's got something that fans yeah. like obviously yeah. obviously yeah i mean there's yeah. something in his work that makes fans throw money at it you know yeah. and and so you can you can sit there on your high horse and and say he can't draw feet all you want when fans are like i love this this is great here's more yeah. money you know so oh, and, and he he has he has improved i mean he has yeah. improved since those days and i i will say from personal experience and everything i've seen he knows how to treat his fans, he doesn't forget where they come from. Yeah, and um, I know Pete and I talked about the podcast. And when you hear about his life story, if you listen to the other episodes, and you find yeah. that his dad was in the hospital and with mm-hmm. a brain tumor and all the stuff, and he felt he rose to the occasion to support his family using yep. his conflict skills. I mean, how can you not appreciate the guy? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, and you know, uh, I've met him on, on you know more than on multiple occasions. And, um, well, the last time I saw him was a few years ago and I wasn't sure he would remember me, uh, mm-hmm. from the Malibu days. And I, I walked up to him, this is at one of those conventions that nobody attended. And so, you know, those are kind of fun from a creator aspect because you can walk around and talk to people that you don't normally have a talk, get a chance to talk to, you know, to, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but obviously they're, they're, they're bad for a business perspective because there's nobody there. So you don't, you don't sell anything. But um, yeah, he was there and I, you know, I walked up to him and said something to him. I said, I don't know if you remember me or not. He goes, of course I remember you back from Malibu. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, um, 
but yeah, he's he has never been anything but and I've never seen him be anything but but nice to people. You know, I've never and I can't say that about a, a lot of creators. You know, I, I've seen yeah. some creators go off on fans and and stuff like that. I've never seen Rob go off on on you know any any fan any anybody else. I've never seen that. Um, you know, again, we're not best buds, so I don't hang out with him. But uh, I, I just I haven't seen that happen, and so. Um, yeah, talk about his art all you want, but I, I, I don't, I, I can't, you know, people who are, are throwing shade in his direction, I think are just, you know, jealous or something. Yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, to each their own for yeah. his art style. I mean, you can like yeah. it or not like, I mean, there's many but artists. Who people he's very much, masters. Yeah. I mean, he's very much that, that, that nineties, um, late eighties, nineties, uh, West coast, uh, Art Adams inspired yeah. generation uh, of artists that, that Jim Lee and Silvestri and, and all those guys are, are, are part of. So, yeah. Um, all right. Let me see. I think I can actually share my screen now. And I think I have figured this out. So I couldn't do this earlier. Oh. But there's the merch of the week. Oh. <laughs> uh, I guess you're seeing, seeing my whole uh, back background here all my tabs open yeah there's the the license plate the frame that you can see silverlinecomics.com make mine silverline on it um this would look sweet uh on your vehicle so um there's where you get it zazzle.com slash s slash silverline uh plus comics so um be sure to pop on over there and get one of those for your um for your vehicle and when you do that uh please send us a picture uh, so we can we can promote it. So um, yeah, so let's uh, let's call this a night. Uh, let's go around the horn here and and uh, tell folks where you can find them. Curtis, we'll start with you. Working. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm I gotta fix my window so people can see us. Uh, we're still showing Pete's uh, '90s inspired champ there. Oh. Uh, how about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis, tell folks where they can find you. Sure, I'm Curtis Fujita. You can find me on Facebook under my name, Curtis Fujita. You can also find me on Instagram and YouTube through my martial arts school, which is Tiger Crane Kung Fu. You can look up just the word Tiger Crane 805. So that's where you can find me. Sweet. Uh, John, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? All over it. Somewhere in form or fashion. I'll, I'll pop up in in. in, in and random streams and say something and then vanish into the night. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, Facebook, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Patreon, some version of John Martin, John Martin Art, John Vampire Martin, John Vampire Art, something like that. It's all listed under here somewhere, I think. Yeah, and as I was gonna say, as a reminder, I'll make sure I put it uh, below. It's not there yet because I had problems getting it all in uh, before we started the stream, but I will go back in and add that. Um, very cool. And a couple of shout outs before we uh, move on to Aaron. Uh, shout out to Hyper Potato. Uh, appreciate you joining us and becoming uh, one of our first moderators. And the same for uh, Zippy the Unicorn. Uh, appreciate the uh, all the feedback and comments tonight. Uh, Dustin, appreciate it. Uh, Dustin ha- has a final comment here about uh, Rob. Says he feels like uh, fans. Um, I feel like fans do understand how creators have to deal with a lot of people when they blow up. They're still people. 
Uh, Aces don't understand. I feel like fans don't understand how creators have to deal with a lot of people when they blow up. They're still people. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, I, I see that. Yeah. Um, but even still, I've never seen, I never seen, uh, Rob do that. So, uh, Dustin also says goodnight. Hyper Potato says goodnight. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Where can people uh, find you on the interwebs? Uh, you find me on uh, Facebook, uh, under my name, Aaron Humphreys, which is on there. Uh, Humphreys Illustration. And I think everybody can see my last name. It's H-U-M-P-H-R-E-S. Uh, Instagram at A-O-H-3810. And then I do uh, post my comic on Webtoons, Godlings. Just look up Godlings. You'll find it. Um, yeah, I think that's it right now. Okay. I stay off the, I stay off the Twitter. Yeah. The, Twitter, the Twitter scares me, so I stay a healthy distance away. I am probably going to avoid most social media for the next 30 days. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be a smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just uh, let's just let this next 30 days kind of get biased and then maybe rejoin the. I'm the just going to post media. more art the next <laughs> yeah. 30 days. Uh, Pete, what about you? Where can, uh, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, very simply, it's Peter Clinton Art, and that's Instagram, Twitter. Just Google it, it comes up. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, my commission list is open, so I was going to ask you: Is your commission list still open? Yeah, Christmas Christmas is coming, isn't it? So yep. um, get those orders in. I'll That's ship right. all over the world as long as you pay for the postage. Yep, cool. So, uh, it, it, and that's a, that's kind of a double doozy there, right? They can they can get a commission from you and get a Christmas present that they can give a, a, away to someone. Yeah, yeah, that's and, right. And anyone you like helps you then get a little extra cash so you can buy so some can buy Christmas presents. presents. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, my my missus wants a thousand pound shoes. So, Woohoo! <laughs> she's not that's getting some heavy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's walking that's on gold. Really there, heavy huh? shoes. Yeah, she, uh, she thinks comics pays a lot more than it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, Stephen Butler sent me, uh, Stephen Butler's a good friend of mine. He sent me this thing the other day about uh, uh, working in comics, and, and it's kind of depressing when you look at it, but I'm like, yeah, yeah I would probably share this around a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, you kind of have to make sure you, you like doing what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. If you're if you're in comics to get rich, you're probably, someone probably sold you a bill of goods somewhere along the line. 30, 30 years too late or 20 years too right. late. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Roberta, what about you? Where can people find you on the interwebs? Oh, well, you can look me up on, under either Roby Conroy or Roberta Conroy on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, I, have a, I have a website under robyconroy.com. So check that out too. Okay. I don't think I have some of those. So do me a favor, yeah. send me a message with, with all of those, uh, all those yeah. links and I'll get those added to uh, the, the, the master list. <laughs> uh, Mike, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, well, you can find uh, just the personal stuff, Mike W. Belcher, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you want to check out Man the Mask, you can check it out at amkcomics.com. I've got, uh, if you're in the Halloween mood, I've got Halloween stories about in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, now, is that, I've seen you posted about it. Is that ready or is that something you're still working on? Well, I've got last year's ready, or last okay. year's available. And then uh, I've got the the new one will be finished this week. Okay. And I, 
very happy and will never draw another pumpkin the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You've yeah, been doing I'm, this long enough to say you're not supposed to say I'll never. <laughs> well, probably never. How about that? My choice. My choice. Now, if somebody wants me to draw a pumpkin, I'll draw a pumpkin. Because but, you know, he'll have a digital brush that draws Halloween, it for him next time. Halloween yeah. comes around once a year, so next well, year's going to come up, and people are going to say, "Mike, we really loved your Halloween stories," and then you're going to say, "I said I'd never draw those." <laughs> hey, the, the third one's already planning, and I'm making sure the pumpkins will not return. Yeah, the, the pumpkins will not return. Okay, Charlie Brown. <laughs> okay, and I'm Roland. Uh, you can find me at uh, on Facebook, uh, Roland Man. You can find me Twitter, uh, Man Roland, and every place else that has uh, social media. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm I'm most active probably on on Facebook, but I try to uh, show up on all those other places as well, mostly to talk about all the cool comic uh, stuff that uh, we're doing here with Silverline. Um, and remember, until next time. Oh, 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 hold on! I got to oh. plug Wednesday. Don't forget Wednesday. Oh. Uh, they're going to be back, and the Wednesday Wham team will be back talking about the second part of of. of video games and we'll come back next week also talk about video games and we'll talk about some some of the stuff that we're playing today thank you for listening to the Silverline podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode we know we ramble sometimes but we have fun and after all isn't that what comics are all about we hope you'll follow us on all our social media You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.